Hey, hey, hey. This is Christina Combs with Beauty in a Bible. I pray that the Lord will bless, bless, bless any and all who listen. Please, please, please do a written review at the end of the episode. And that will help get the word out to anyone that has not listened. I pray many, many blessings upon you guys, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Beauty in a Bible. Um, This is not something that I typically do. Um record two in the same day. I typically post daily, but this is my first time recording two episodes in the same day. Um, I'm not going to post this till the morning, but this is just on my heart and, you know, like I need to just go ahead and record this. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow the Lord is going to give me rest. Okay. Maybe tomorrow is going to be my day of rest. If it is, Lord, thank you so much for that, because I know we all need a day to rest or whatever. Um, But I know the last time I took a day of rest, I had several messages of ladies asking me, where is today's episode? Do I not get an episode today? So sometimes, ladies, if there's not, or, or gentlemen, if there's not an episode then the Lord just hasn't laid it on my heart to do because this is led by the Lord. This podcast is led by Jesus himself because I could not do this without him. You all, I could not, there's no way I would be able to get on here and talk. I'm always like, I have been one of those, um, silent types. Everybody, the ones that know me are probably thinking, Christina, I call bull because you are never silent. But honestly, when it comes to Christianity, I was silent. I was really, really silent. And when it came to, um, like, my background and things, you know, that I have been through in my life and that my children have been through in their lives, I was silent. Like, I never spoke out. I was always afraid I was afraid of what others would think of me. I was afraid of, like, if it would cause problems if I spoke out or whatever. You know, like, I never wanted problems. Like, I never wanted any issues. So, it's, like, almost 9 o'clock at night, and I'm sitting here. Um, my husband, he, unfortunately, had to work later than we initially thought. He's having to stay over tonight, so... I don't know, maybe the Lord is just um, going to give me tomorrow to rest and kind of do other things that I need to do here around the house. Um, but I get this question a lot. Well, first of all, let's go ahead and pray. Even though this is a second episode that I'm recording in the same day, let's pray because you guys aren't going to get this till tomorrow. <sighs> Heavenly Father, I come to you asking that you will bless this episode, Lord. That you will bless the listeners, whoever this is meant for, Lord. I pray that they will have some understanding of maybe something that they're going through. Maybe it's not the same exact situation, but maybe it's similar in some way, shape, or form. And I just pray, Lord, that you will give me this message, that your words will come out of my mouth, however you want it worded, dear Father. 
to where that it can be a blessing to any and all who listen. And I thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us on a daily basis. I thank you, Lord, for this podcast. I thank you so, so much for the blessing that I received earlier for your Holy Ghost coming down on me earlier, Lord. I I could feel you all in the episode. I could feel you in the hot or not episode. Like, it was so powerful. And I thank you, Lord, for that. Because there is times that I get down and the devil steps in there and tries to tell me that you are not here or that you are not in this and tries to put that doubt in my mind. But Lord, then you, then you come in and you show me that you are here and that you are still guiding this podcast, Father. And I appreciate it so, so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So I get asked all the time, Christina, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you get along so well with your exes? How do you go without your children for a week? How do you do it being a mom of epilepsy? How do you let your child sleep on the opposite end of your house? How do you let her sleep, you know, without you constantly looking at her Or um, how do you handle it whenever she goes to her dad's house and you're not there to watch her every move? How do you let go like that? How do you let, you know, uh, your twins, your little four-year-old twins, how do you let them go and stay a week at a time with their dad? How do you do that? How do you get along so well? How do you how do you manage to talk to their wives or their significant others? How do you get along so well with them? How do you do it? It's not me. I'll tell you that right now because um, my oldest, her bonus mama can tell you that it wasn't easy. I made it very, 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 very rough. You know how I do it? God helps me do it. When I gave the Lord my whole heart, He was found with me. He was. Just like it says in the Bible, the day you give me your whole heart, I will be found with you. And honey, He held on to that promise because I'm telling you right now, before Him, it was rough. It was very, very rough. I gave them all a rough way to go, and I was one of those that I didn't want to let go of any control. I would message. Oh, my goodness. I would text and text and text, and I would call. The twins' dad, he would just ignore me. Like, he would just flat out ignore me. He wouldn't respond unless he just, you know, unless he wanted to. Typically, if, if he was responding, it was out of anger. Okay, and then like, you know, my oldest's dad, he did it, you know, they would respond, you know, because I would be like, if you, if you don't respond to me, I, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Or, you know, I respond to you whenever you ask something, knowing good and well that sometimes, hey, I didn't have my phone right on me and they might would have to wait, you know, a little while on a response. 
So why did I think that I was so doggone special? You know, why did I think that they should be at my beck and call? Was it easy to let go of all that? No, honey. No, it was not. I had to pray a lot. I had to pray a lot. But you know what I did? I gave it to the Lord and I went to sleep. You're going to be like, what are you talking about, Christina? You give it to the Lord and you go to sleep. I put it in the Lord's hands and I let him handle it. I let him work it out how he sees fit. Because if I try to work it out how I want it to go, then either they're not going to be satisfied or I'm not going to be satisfied. You know, we're not going to agree. I give it to God, okay? I have faith that he will protect my children when they're not in my care. I know that I may not be with them every step that they take, but I know that he is. I know that he is watching over my oldest child, my little epilepsy hero. She is my hero, you all. She takes every poke, every prod, every visit, whatever they have to do to her, every test. She takes it like a pure out champ. To be a 10-year-old, and we started this journey two years ago, that child is a true hero. She is a true, like I told her, at her age, I wasn't that good with needles, honey. Uh-uh. They had to hold my hind end down. It took several nurses, my mom and my granny, you name it. They had to hold me down. I wasn't that easy to get a needle in. You come at me with a needle, we was going to fight. This child is my hero. I tell you, she is. How do I go without my children for a week at a time? It's, it wasn't easy. I used to set up. And I would cry until I would cry myself to sleep because I would be so worried about if something were to happen and them not in my care or what if something were to happen and I didn't make it to them in time or whatever, you know, or something were to happen and their parent didn't contact me. Do you not think that that parent worries the same way? Nine times out of ten, yes, they do. Nine times out of ten, us as a mother, the daddies have the same worries, the same scares, the same fears, but they just don't express them like we do. They just don't express it. Do you think that a good father, that a loving father, a father that really cares for their child, wants to spend a week away from that child? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Do you think that he, that the father does not worry when that child is in your care of, you know, is, is mom going to miss something? You know, it, what's going to happen? Like it, if my child falls and gets hurt, is mom going to panic? Or is she going to be able to control, you know, her anxiety to, be able to do whatever this kid needs to do, you know, needs her to do. 
is mom going to choose a good, you know, partner? Because Lord knows she didn't choose a good one when she chose me. You know, you think men don't think that? You think they don't take a step back and look at their lives and, and realize the mistakes that they made and some of the careless decisions that they made and they realize, hey, she picked me. You know, she picked me to have these children with. She married me at one point. I wonder if she's going to make the same mistake again if she gets another man. You think they don't? You think they'd ever admit to us that they do? No. Mm -mm. Most likely they ain't going to admit it to us. But they worry. They do. How do you get along so well with your ex? Because I put my child first. Well, scratch that. I put God first. And then he helps me to make the decisions that are best suited for my children and their needs. And when you make it all about your children, whatever you guys talking about, whatever you are discussing, and it's about your children and you are, your focus is you want to get along for these children. You want to set a good example for these children. It's easier than you think. It's easier than you ever think it will be. Ephesians 6. If you will turn with me to Ephesians 6. Chapter 6. Verse 16. If you don't, you know, like if you can, if you're driving or whatever, don't worry about it. You can always go back and look at it later if you want to, just to double check that what I'm reading is correct. But in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all, taking the shield of faith, that means that you are standing and believing. You are putting faith in God, believing that he is going to protect you and protect your children from all the, the wicked, okay? From all the bad that could come upon them. They could be in our care and bad things can still come upon them. Bad things can still happen to them, okay? But when you stand believing, you put your faith in God, that whatever you ask of him that he is going to do, okay? I ask him all the time, Lord, put a hedge of protection around my children. Protect them from all evil. Protect them from anyone that's going to harm them. Protect them from sickness, Lord. I ask him all the time to not let Elizabeth have seizures in her sleep and me miss it. Lord, I say, I say all the time, Lord, if she takes a seizure, please wake me up. Please let something wake me up and let me go in there to her. Don't let her take a seizure, Lord, without me. And I put my faith in him that he won't. Let me tell you, let me give you an example of the Lord protecting above all. Taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me tell you where that shield of faith come in handy 
with my little epilepsy warrior. That shield of faith, that shield of faith that I have bestowed upon myself and my children, okay, protected my child from the fiery darts of the wicked one night when she took a seizure at her daddy's house. And that child managed to stand up and walk while she was blacked out, mind you. She still walked from her bedroom to her sister's bedroom where her sister and her mo and her bonus mommy laid so that her bonus mommy could be with her while she had a seizure. She sit on the foot of the bed. She don't even know. She said she knows that she blacked out. She couldn't see anything. She said, Mommy, I couldn't see a thing. She said, I blacked out. I know I did. She said, my face was hot. I couldn't see. She said, I don't know how I walked in there. I'll tell you how she walked in there. The Lord walked that child in there. And I refuse to believe it any other way. Because would her bonus mom have known what was going on? Had she not have got up and walked in there to her? Why no? If it would have been going on here, would I have known? what was going on if I was in there asleep and you know her in her room asleep would I have known why no not unless I'd have got up you know just randomly got up and walked in there that's what the Lord can do for you when you put your faith in him he can shield you from anything that tries to harm you okay for he can shield you from anything that tries to come up on you you just have to have the faith that he can do it. He can do it for your children as well. You just have to have the faith in him. And it only takes the faith as a grain of a mustard seed. That's it. Have you ever seen how big a grain of a mustard seed is? Or, well, should I say how small a grain of a mustard seed is? That's the only amount that it takes. That's all the amount of faith that you need. Okay. You can also read with me. I actually have a couple different ones. Hebrews 12, 12. Okay. This was on me because like I said, I get asked this question. Like I get asked these questions a lot a lot and I just pray that this will help someone to understand and put more trust in the Lord have more faith in God that he will take care of your children when you can't and even when they're in your care that he will still protect them okay so Hebrews 12 12 says no 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 Hebrews 12 1 through 2 I'm sorry I'm sorry Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. I didn't look at it right. I thought that was weird. I realized once I looked at it. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight. That means you lay aside all your worries, anything that is weighing you down, all your burdens. Lay them aside, okay? And the sin which doth so easily beset us, that means put away all the sin, put away all the worldly things, okay? Put it away. If you want the Lord to help you, put it away. Get rid of it. Get rid of the worldly things. Trust in the Lord. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, okay? Don't try to rush it. Don't try to rush the Lord. Let him take his time, okay? Have patience with him. Trust his timing. You ever heard that song? Ain't my God great when he's four days late? He's still on time. He's four days late. And our hope is gone. Lord, we don't understand why you waited so long. Oh, but his way is God's way. Not yours or mine. And isn't it great? When he's four days late, he's still on time. He's always on time, honey. Always. You just got to have the patience, okay? It's not always going to be right when we think it should be. It's not always going to be right when, you know, when we think the Lord ought to move or when, or, you know, we're demanding him. Trust God's timing. Have patience. Okay? And we'll go on to verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He hung on that cross. They drove nails in the palms of his hands and in his feet and placed a crown of thorns upon his head. Could you imagine the pain that he endured? Could you imagine? Think about that. Despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is sitting on the right hand of God, ruling and reigning right now. What are you waiting for? Why are you not trusting in him? Why are you not putting your faith in him and having patience and believing that he is going to move 
for you, for your children. You think he hung on that cross for nothing? Do you think that he hung up there and died for us? And took those stripes for our healing so that way we could sit here on this earth and worry of what was going to happen in the next second? To lose sleep because one of our children is sick and because we're afraid we don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next or because we have went through a divorce and we have to share our children with the other parent do you think that he hung on that cross and died and left and endured the pain that he endured so that we could sit here As Christians and not have faith in him that he is going to do what he tells us that he is going to do. If that's the case, then, then he hung on that cross and he died for nothing. He took all that pain, endured all that pain for nothing. And all he asks of us is a little patience. To have a little patience. And believe in him. Second mm. Corinthians. I got another one for you. Let me get it here. We're going to turn to Second Corinthians chapter 1. Verses 4 through 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 through 7. It says, Who comforteth, who comfort, who comforteth in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you, and our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of these sufferings, so shall ye also be of the consolation. y'all know what that's saying y'all know what that says y'all know what that means what this is saying to me right now is that all right who comforts us in all of our trials and tribulations and everything that we go through who does that your mommy might try to comfort you your daddy might try to comfort you your aunt your cousin your mama whatever 
okay? And, and yeah, they might have some words that might help you a little bit. <clears throat> but then the devil's going to come back in, okay? And all that worry is going to come back up on you. The only one that can truly give you the comfort that you need and that you desire is the Lord God himself, okay? That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, okay? We have in us what the Lord has when we let him live through us. As Christians, we can speak the word of God in a way that will comfort someone else. In a way that will help them to understand just what God can do for them and for their family. Okay, as Christians, it is our duty, you know, to to tell others the word of God and to let them know that the Lord can help them in anything that they're going to. He is your comfort. The word of God is where you are going to find everything that you need. Okay. If you need comfort, if you need peace, if you need love, if you're broken hearted, if you need help with your faith, with patience, repentance, whatever it is, you will find it right here in the word of the Lord. Okay? As Christians, we are supposed to help to lead these people to Christ. We are supposed to help to lead others to the Lord and to lead them to where they need to be so that they can find that comfort in God. If we are so downhearted and we are so low in our faith and our patience and our, you know, faith in the Lord, we're not going to be of any help. We're not going to be of any comfort to this person. If we can't tell them what the Lord has done for us, if we can't testify what God has done for us, then who's going to want it? Why, why would anybody else want it? By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Okay? We need to comfort others just as the Lord comforts us. That is, that is part of living like Christ. Okay? If they need something, if they need comfort, get out your Bible and, and find it. Find the scripture. Pray to the Lord. Talk to him. Have conversation with him just like you would me or whatever to where that he will give you what that person needs. He can give it. They can get comfort through you. By him through you. Okay. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation. If you are facing something, okay, because it says, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation, okay? If we face trials and tribulation, reason for that. Most likely, it's to make you humble. It's to make you realize that you need the Lord. You need his comfort. You need his guidance. 
You need his peace and you need his word. You need him to live and you need salvation. Okay? And then, or whether it's for your consolation and salvation. Okay? Whether we be comforted, it is for our consolation and salvation. Okay? Maybe you need comfort in your salvation. Maybe you just need God to speak to you or comfort you. Maybe you're facing a trial within yourself, within your Christianity. Maybe you're doubting something, you know, that the Lord is wanting you to do. Maybe you're doubting that it's from the Lord or whatever. Maybe you just need his comfort and his guidance and knowing that you are doing the right thing. Praise. Seek the Lord, honey. Pray. There's no better way to find out than to talk to the master himself. I can't tell you. I don't know. Ask God. Ask him to help you. And our hope is of and our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of these sufferings, so shall you also so shall you be also of the consolation. Alright. You're partakers of the sufferings, okay? We, as Christians, we are going to face things. We're going to face things because we are Christian, because we claim Christianity, because we claim that we know the Lord, because we claim that Jesus is King and He is our Savior, okay? Right now, over in other countries, children, mothers, fathers, whatever being beheaded they're not allowed to worship they're not allowed to sing praise they're not allowed to pray but they're not denying the father and that's why that this is coming upon them but because they are steadfast and partakers of the sufferings. They will also be partakers of the consolation. Hold on to the Lord. If you are facing something and you're just you just don't know, you don't know what to do about it. You you're having a hard time letting loose. You, you know, if you're like me and you just, it's time to co-parent, you're divorced or separated or whatever the issue is, put your child in the Lord. Have faith in him that he will take care of your children because he will. Pray for a hedge of protection around them. That's what I do. And if, honey, if you think that the Lord ain't moved, Oh, he has. In so, so many ways, I see it daily. I see it daily. How the Lord has moved for my children. How the Lord has moved for their parents. How the Lord has moved for me. I see it daily. You don't have to hate each other. 
just because you're divorced or your relationship didn't work out or whatever, you don't have to hate each other. I don't know who came up with that. Whoever started that, whoever started the whole once you divorce, once you split, whatever, you, you can't get along, you can't get along with their new, you know, person or whatever, whoever started that, now that's who needs punishment because that is ridiculous. That is how that people my age have been raised to believe is that once you are split from somebody, you just can't get along with them. You just have to fight and scratch 24-7. Like, you just can't get along. You can't be friends. If you're friends with them, you fool them with them. If you're friends with them, you sleep them with them. Or whatever. That ain't the case. When you put your differences aside and you fully, truly put your differences aside and you lay it in the Lord's hands, He will take care of it. He will fight your battles for you. He will protect you. He will protect your children. When you have faith in Him, you put your child's health, you put their care, their safety in His hands, He ain't going to let you down. You might let yourself down. And the world not let you down. But he ain't going to let you down. I hope that this podcast will kindly explain why or, well, how I do what I do. I do it because God helps me. I do it because I gave it all to the Lord. Couldn't do it without him. There's no way. There's no way on this earth that I could do what I do without the Lord in my life. I know because before I fully accepted him into my life, it wasn't this easy. It didn't go this way. There was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of hate. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of fighting and scratching. There was a lot of pettiness. And there was a lot of people that fed fuel to the fire as well. And your own family will be one of them that will feed fuel to the fire. Or people you think that are supposed to be your good friends will feed fuel to the fire. The other family members, you'll think that, oh, they're for you or whatever. But when it comes right down to it, honey, you'll learn different. The only one that you truly need in your corner is the God, the man up above, the good Lord. That's the only one that you truly need in your corner. And when you fully trust in him and you have patience and trust in his timing, you will see things happen. You will see things fall into place that you never in your life thought you would see before. I'm going to give you an example here. I'm not going to say any names. My oldest and I, we, um, I had to take her out to the doctor today and she went and got her second vaccine. Yes, I have been vaccinated with the COVID vaccine. My oldest has been vaccinated with her COVID vaccine. She's now fully vaccinated as of today. And when they come out with 
the one that's age appropriate for my four-year-old twins, they will receive it as well. I'm not knocking anyone that doesn't. Not one bit. This was just my choice. I'm pro-freedom on that. I feel like everybody should have the choice and nobody should be forced into it. Nobody should be mandated into it. But, you all, this is what I say. This is another thing that I mean when I say that we have to put our trust in God and we have to have faith that he will work things out for us because when the world tries to make decisions on its own, causes a lot of chaos and a lot of problems, okay? And it's the same way in co-parenting. It's the same way in raising children. When you try to do it without God, it causes a lot of chaos. But, just as an example of what God has done for my children and I, and in my co-parenting situations, what the Lord has done Today, my oldest and I, we pulled over to try to help the Walmart dog. Where we live, we have this Walmart dog. It stays right around the, the local Walmart. It won't let anybody catch it. It won't go home with anybody, but it'll let you feed it. So I tried my hand at catching the Walmart dog. And I was sitting there on the side of the road because it was out on the main highway. And I was like, this little thing is going to get run over. So I... Uh, pull up you know in the wide spot and I put my vehicle in park and you know I step out and I'm calling this dog and uh, there was a red light you know but it took off running it, it didn't even let me even offer it anything it just wasn't having it so I get back in my car and I'm waiting on all the traffic to get by you know before my daughter and I pull out I hadn't even really noticed you know that um, one of my ex-husbands was going by. I hadn't even noticed. And I get this message on my phone. And it says, uh, are you broke down? i seen you sitting on the side of the road. And I said, no. I said, me and sis are trying to catch the Walmart dog that nobody can't catch. I said, we figured we'd try our hand at it and see if we could catch it. I was like, but. We didn't have any luck either. And he said, well, I, I just saw you sitting back there. I just passed you, he said, and I just wanted to make sure that you was all right. And I said, we're fine, but thank you for asking. Thank you for checking. And he said, you're welcome. And then that was the end of that. Had that have been a year ago, or back maybe in January, February, March of 2021. If he would have saw me sitting on the side of the road, would he have even thought to ask? Nope. No, he wouldn't. Now, if the kids would have been with me, if my children would have been with me, then yeah. He would have, you know, he would have said, do I need to come back there and get my children or something? something to that aspect it wouldn't have been you know are you broke down it would have been do i need to come get my children but the lord has worked so hard on this man he may not see it but i do 
others may not see it, but I do. Because would this man have checked on me to see if I was broke down? Nope. But because the Lord is moving mountains for my children, he checked on his kids' mama. He asked if I was broke down. Because of the Lord. I'm not bragging on him. I'm bragging on my Lord. I'm bragging on my Jesus. Because I know that I'm living in the days that I have prayed for. I'm living in those days that I have prayed so long for. And you can have the same if you just pray and wait upon the Lord and you have the patience and you have the faith. God can do it for you. He will move mountains for you just like he has for me. I pray this is a blessing to you guys. I love you all and I will catch you in the next episode. May God bless you.